What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be going through my week 11 wide receiver rankings. So just running through the top 36 wideouts for this specific week. If you guys enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And then as always, if you have any fantasy questions, you can drop those down below and I will be responding to every single person. We have the Titans taking on the Packers for Thursday night football. If you guys are interested in uh, playing some pickums on that matchup, you can sign up for Underdog Fantasy Football, where if you use code Quinn or the link in the description, they will double your first deposit up to $100. Honestly, just like to uh, play a few of those. I feel like it gives you something to root for in a game where you may not, you know, be cheering for a specific team. And one of the plays that I like in that game is the Alan Lazard 48 and a half receiving yards. I like the higher on that one. When we're looking at the matchups that he has played with Aaron Rodgers, they have played eight games together. Alan Lazard has accounted for 24.6% of Aaron Rodgers' uh, total passing yards. The over-under for Rodgers' passing yards in this game is at 244.5. So when we're comparing Lazard's number to Rodgers, Lazard's line is only 19.8% of the Rodgers line. So I don't think it lines up with the production that Lazard has had so far this season. So I like the uh, higher or the over on the Lazard receiving yards, but you guys can play, you know, a bunch of different uh, players. You can go for the Titans, you know, whatever you want to do with those pickums. So I'll uh, link in the bio or the description um, and then code Quinn, but let's jump into the uh, wide receivers and just going to run through the top options that are pretty consensus here. Jefferson at one, Diggs at two, C.D. Lamb at three, Devontae Adams at four. I have DeAndre Hopkins here at five, but the way I did these rankings is that I'm going to be assuming Marquise Brown is not playing. So he was uh, activated from the IR. So they basically have three weeks to uh, get him in a game. So there's no guarantee he actually plays this week. If he does play, I feel like it just shakes everything up. And so I think, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So when I'm ranking uh, D-Hop and ranking Rondell Moore, it's going to be under the assumption that Marquise Brown is not playing. And with DeAndre Hopkins, with no Marquise Brown, the dude is averaging 21.9 PPR points per game. He's averaging 11 and a half targets per game. And I think he will continue to be a mid-tier wide receiver one as long as Marquise Brown is not in the lineup. So then at six, I have Amon Ra St. Brown. Massive game out of Amon Ra. Was expecting a bounce back. Was glad we saw it. T. Higgins here at number seven. Still no Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow's wide receiver one. I have A.J. Brown here at eight. It seems like he's a little, uh, you know, hampered by an ankle injury. So that's why, you know, maybe he drops a few spots compared to where he would normally be, but still a locked and loaded wide receiver one. And now here's where you can see the big fall off at the wide receiver position. Nothing against Terry McLaurin here at number nine. I think he's been great. But with the teams on by this week, it really has just tanked the wide receiver position. We have the Bucks, So you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You have the Seahawks with obviously DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. You have the Dolphins with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. And then you have the Jaguars with Christian Kirk. So what's that, like seven probably locked in top 24 wide receivers, probably even top 20. So you can see the fall off here, but I actually do really like Terry McLaurin in this spot. The uh, commanders are sticking with Taylor Heineke, which I love for McLaurin moving forward. In the four games that McLaurin has played with Taylor Heineke, he's averaging 16.6 points per game. And these are his stat lines, five for 73 and a touchdown, six for 113, five for 56, and then eight for 128. So he's not even being carried by touchdowns, just one touchdown in those four games. He's just giving you solid volume and is making big plays on top of it. 
because Taylor Heineke is giving him those opportunities. At 10, I have Chris Olave. Unfortunate news for Olave that they're sticking with Dalton. Would have much rather uh, seen Jameis Winston for Olave, but I still think, you know, moving forward, he's a wide receiver too. This week, he's a top 10 guy just based on the uh, scarcity at the position. At 11 and 12, I have back-to-back Niners wide receivers, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. For Brandon Ayuk, this man has been on an absolute tear, averaging 19 points per game over the past four weeks and just wildly consistent in the yardage department. So these are his uh, four games, eight for 83 and two touchdowns, seven for 82, six for 81 and a touchdown, and then six for 84. So he's had 81, 82, 83, and 84 receiving yards. You know, he's uh, clearly fitting in well here with Christian McCaffrey. Debo Samuel has been struggling. He's not someone I'm totally panicking on. Obviously, you're probably not going to be getting the uh, mid-tier wide receiver one production that you drafted, but I still think he's someone you have to have locked and loaded in your lineup unless your roster is just unbelievably stacked. At 13, I have Amari Cooper starting off the uh, wide receiver twos, going up against the Bills. Tough matchup here. Only a few weeks away before we get to see uh, Amari Cooper playing with Deshaun Watson. At 14, I have Jacoby Myers. I think this dude is just consistently, you know, underprojected, underranked. I mean, he's been a locked-in mid-tier wide receiver too. So with all the, uh, you know, bye week stuff going on, I think he's a high-end wide receiver too this week. At 15, I have Michael Pittman. And I also feel like people have kind of left Michael Pittman for dead. With Matt Ryan back at quarterback, like Michael Pittman is totally back into that like top 20 wide receiver area. He's averaging 15.4 points per game with Matt Ryan at quarterback and 10 targets per game. Like Pittman is not done by any means. I think if you guys have him, I would definitely recommend holding on to him. If you can buy low on him, I definitely would moving forward. I think Pittman's going to be a uh, a really solid play in the future. At 16, I have Tyler Boyd operating as the uh, wide receiver two for the Bengals with a solid matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. At 17, I have Rondell Moore, who really has been on a tear over the past three games. Like I said, uh, no Marquise Brown. That's what I'm assuming in these rankings. So Rondell Moore here as a uh, mid-tier wide receiver two. Last three games, seven for 92 and a touchdown. 8 for 69, 9 for 94. The volume has been great. He's been targeted 31 times over those last three games. And I did mention how I'm not uh, counting Marquise Brown in these rankings. I'm also not ranking Juju or McCole Hardman. For Juju, I just can't see him uh, coming back from that concussion where he was, you know, looked like he was just totally knocked out. I can't see him coming back this week. And then McCole Hardman, he's still missing practices. And it just, you know, it makes this uh, Chiefs wide receiver room very tough to navigate. And then I also am not ranking Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. We don't have a strong indication on either player that they're going to suit up this week. I know the uh, Chargers were optimistic that one of them would play. Right now, we don't have a great read. So these are all situations that we will uh, evaluate as the week goes on. But at 18, I have Alan Lazard, the guy I talked about in that pick I think he's a very solid wide receiver to play this week going up against the Titans. At 19, I have Cortland Sutton with a great matchup against the Raiders here. Now, Sutton will definitely move up if we see Jerry Judy uh, not suit up for this game. But right now, he's going to slot in as a mid-tier wide receiver too. Then at 20, I have Gabe Davis going up against the Browns. As we know, very high ceiling, very low floor. You're just kind of throwing him in as a wide receiver too and hope he pops. 21, I have Devonta Smith going up against the Colts. I think Devonta Smith, honestly, uh, may be a big beneficiary of the Dallas Goddard injury. And then also uh, A.J. Brown potentially being you know banged up. 
if we are hearing that AJ Brown is, you know, semi-limited, maybe not, you know, close to 100%, I could see uh, Devonta Smith slotting up a few spots here. I feel like the uh, grouping of like Moore, Lazard, Sutton, Gabe Davis, Devonta Smith, I feel like those guys could all be switched around pretty interchangeably. Both just solid wide receiver twos. Deontay Johnson, not someone I love playing, but with all the, uh, you know, bye weeks for the wide receivers, He's someone who I guess makes his way into the uh, top 24 wide receivers once again. Next up at 23, I have Jerry Judy. Like I talked about with Sutton, if Judy does not suit up, Sutton definitely gets a bump. It's uh, pretty clear though right now that Jerry Judy is not going to be 100%. So I do think that drops him, you know, uh, below where Cortland Sutton is right now. Now here at 24, I have Garrett Wilson, and I actually think Garrett Wilson has some room to move up at least a few spots. If Corey Davis misses in this game, I would probably uh, jump Wilson over Judy, over Deontay, and I think he's somewhere in that next tier. With uh, Corey Davis out, Garrett Wilson has been an absolute stud. Not a great matchup here against the Patriots, but I think he's someone where this week he can be a wide receiver too. 25, I have Josh Palmer. Like I said, this is going to be assuming that both Keenan and Mike Williams miss, so someone who's right on the uh, fringe of the top 24. 26, I have Christian Watson coming off of his breakout game three touchdown performance. You know, typically after one big game, you don't really want to be throwing someone like that into your lineup. But, you know, with all the uh, wide receivers who are not in play this week, I don't think he's a uh, terrible start. After him, I have Darnell Mooney. Not really going to have a crazy ceiling week to week, but has actually been, you know, pretty consistent over the, uh, you know, probably, you know, the second half of what we've seen so far of this season. So I do think he's a high-end wide receiver three play. 28, I have Paris Campbell. Campbell has been an absolute stud the last uh, three times Matt Ryan has suited up as the starting quarterback. Obviously, I'd be expecting regression. I'm still, you know, going to have Michael Pittman as the clear-cut top guy there, but someone who is definitely playable this week. 29, I have Curtis Samuel going up against the Texans. I think if there was probably one loser of the uh, Taylor Heineke continuing to be the starter, it would be Curtis Samuel. We saw Samuel perform much better with Carson Wentz. Uh, You know, Terry McLaurin took that jump when Heineke came in. So I think he's, you know, mid-tier wide receiver three. At 30, I have DJ Moore going up against the Ravens. And just not great news here for DJ Moore. We have uh, PJ Walker out. Baker Mayfield is in. We have seen Baker start five games for the Panthers. In those games, DJ Moore has averaged 9.3 PPR points per game, and he has not hit the uh, 60-yard mark in any of those contests. So it just doesn't seem like a great mix. Obviously, you're starting more for you know him just being an incredibly talented wide receiver, but someone that I'm not super confident in. Here at 31, I have Kadarius Toney. I think we could see Tony continue to build on his role. It is tough to rank him you know any higher than where he is right now because I don't even think he eclipsed the uh, 50% snap share or 50% raw participation. And then, you know, we could have potentially Juju or McColl playing this week, but someone who I think is definitely trending very high up rest of season and can continue to earn a larger role in this offense. Then at 32, I have George Pickens. Right now, clearly the uh, number two behind Deontay Johnson managing to get into the end zone, which is something that uh, Deontay has not been able to do, but you would like to see him, you know, do a little bit more in terms of the uh, volume numbers. 33, I have Adam Thielen, someone who's probably been a slight disappointment this season, or maybe a decent disappointment, but you know, someone who I still think can be plugged in as a back end wide receiver three. 
Then we have Darius Slayton, who I think has kind of emerged as the wide receiver one for the Giants. As much as I wanted it to be Wondell Robinson, it just doesn't seem like it's happening. Then at 35, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think Peoples-Jones is going to be a much better play when Deshaun Watson is back, but he has been consistently putting up solid volume, and I keep referencing it. The bye weeks, you know, some of these guys are going to get bumps. Then at 36, I have Drake London. Don't feel great about London. I think it is a solid matchup. Love the player, just do not love the situation here with the Falcons. So that is going to wrap it up for the top 36 wide receivers. As always, if you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Any questions, drop them down below. My running back rankings are already posted. So if you wanna go check those out, they are up on my channel. Thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.